Welcome to the Richard Sherman Podcast, brought to you by Super Draft Fantasy. Daily Fantasy is broken, and Super Draft has fixed it. Listeners can discover why with their first $5 Super Draft contest for free with the promo code PFF at registration. No credit card required. Download the Super Draft app and play today. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. Don't you ever talk about me. Picked off. It is Richard Sherman. It's picked off by Sherman. Now, buckle up. Here he goes. And it is intercepted by Richard Sherman. Broken up. Picked off. This game is over. All right. Welcome to the Richard Sherman podcast with my guy, Mitch Eisenstein. We're back at it again. It's week 15 of the NFL season. Everybody, you know, the cream is riding to the top. You know, playoff spots are getting sewn up. Fun times. Certainly is fun times, Richard. This, I mean, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but what's been amazing to me this year, especially after watching last night's game between the Rams and the Cardinals, is there really hasn't been that team that's really separated itself from the group. It seems like, you know, there's four or five tier one teams and then a couple other dark horse kind of potential championship teams. Do you recall uh, an NFL season like this where there really hasn't been that number one true favorite team? Uh, no, because, no, I mean, I, the, the last four weeks are really tell because usually some team is streaking at the end. Some team is on a four-game winning streak, five-game winning streak, seven-game winning streak going into the playoffs, and those guys are usually the guys you're like, hey, they're going to they're gonna have a shot at it. And and right now you have a few teams like that. you got the Patriots who are on like a six-game run, you know, who could who could have a claim to, to be best play team in the play. I mean, in the AFC. Um, people would say Kansas City is playing some of their best ball. Their defense is, is ranked second in the league from like week eight, uh, since like week eight. So you could give them an argument in the NFC, you know, uh, you know, us in Tampa, we're, we're on a four-game winning streak. Uh, you know, they got a uh, – Green Bay, you know, Aaron has been playing like Aaron always plays. Um, so, I mean, Arizona has been has been great, you know, but you can never count out the Rams. So it's 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 some parody, um, some great parody in the league. It's going to be a fun end of the stretch. You guys, you know, got out to a really hot start again in Buffalo. It looked like it was going to be an absolute blowout. Obviously, Buffalo is a hell of a team in their own right. Um, you know, describe to me what it was like going through that game, Richard, being up, uh, what was it, 24 to 3 at the half or 27 to 3 at the half and, and just having them come back. What's it like, you know, being on that opposite, the opposing team when you guys are up so much and the other team's just surging back? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's football. You know, you, you know they're, gonna, they're pros. They're going to keep fighting to the end. Um, so you just stay locked in. You keep trying to execute. Um, and you be prepared to weather the storm. You know, you weather the storm and you keep fighting to the end. We got stops when we needed to, and we won the game, you know. And in the league, you never give up. You never you never think a game is won, um, and you make sure you lock in at the end. You were able to pull down career pick number 41. Um, the statisticians at NFL.com and other websites don't seem to want to take account for uh, your postseason interceptions, which I think is a complete joke. But uh, – Richard, what was it like being back on the field? And what was it like getting your hands on the football again? Well, it's always fun, you know, to play the game you love and, and get out there with your teammates and be able to help your team win a game. Um, you know, obviously, uh, playing different position was a challenge, um, but it was fun. You know, it was fun to, to go through the mental gymnastics of playing safety and uh, see things from a different angle. 
um, and be able to, to challenge myself in that way and, um, and give us a little bit more flexibility. You know, you're, we've talked about this, Richard, you know, over the last couple of years about, you know, mentally you being prepared at some point in your career to move to safety. And it's kind of like, you know, looking like you might be taking that Charles Woodson path now. Um, do you feel like safety is a natural position to you? Is it something that you can catch on to quick? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a natural position because I played corner for 11 years, but um, it's something I could do um, and something I'd be comfortable doing. Uh, and, and it was fun, you know, at least for the first time. You know, obviously I need a ton more reps and a ton more coaching. Um, but for, you know, me to get, you know, the 12 or so reps I got throughout the week and, you know, be able to go out there and execute a game plan. And, you know, obviously there's a lot to clean up, but um, I think I held my own pretty well. Yeah, well, we're going to have a special guest in Kevin Byard on on the show here um, shortly. And he's obviously someone that I think that you could probably ask for tidbits of information. Uh, what's the biggest thing that listeners need to understand about the difference between playing cornerback and safety? What are you what are coaches telling you to look for that is stands out as that much different for you? Oh, safety has a lot more responsibility in terms of getting a defensive line, defensive line, understanding um, how things could change. Uh, uh, for one formation, one motion can change the whole complexity of the defense. And a lot of times the safeties and middle linebackers are responsible for communicating that to the rest of the defense. Um, and so there's a lot more uh, responsibility at safety than there is at corner. At corner, you just you just got to know your job. You got your guy. You got your zone. Uh, you hear the communication from the safety and you play what you're supposed to play. But as safety, you're the one communicating the information. If you don't communicate it to the corner, you know, you could have a bust. That's your responsibility. Yeah, well, I'm calling it, Richard. You're going to get at least two more picks in the regular season, and we're going to throw one more on in the in the, uh, in the the playoffs as well that the NFL will not count on your st- <laughs> right, st- right, right. statistics. They never, but They never want to count the importance. <laughs> your teammate Mike Evans is – 115 yards away from reaching a thousand yards uh this season that's going to be potentially the his first eight seasons in the league a thousand plus yards you know from the outsider's perspective mike evans seems like a super humble motivated young man um is he one of the most underrated least appreciated wide receivers in this league yeah, I, I'd say it's far and away. You know, I think I think if you were talking about any other receiver going for eight straight thousand yard seasons, it'd be headlines. It'd be all over everywhere. Um, I think it's just the, the market he's been in. Um, he's been a great player since he's come in this league. He's he's lived over and beyond um, the expectations that were set for him. Um, he's one of the all time greats. He'll he'll get a gold jacket at the end of his career. Um, and in in his 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 running mate Chris Godwin um, is having a phenomenal season as well and has has a thousand yards already um, and has had a consecutive thousand yard season. So it's it's really cool to be a part of this team with these guys because they're really both really humble, hardworking. They're selfless. They don't they don't beg for the ball. They don't ask for the ball. They do all the dirty work. You see them blocking on run plays. You see them blocking on screens. Um, you see them running clear outs for each other. Um, guys just do, want to do whatever they can to, to get a win. And that's what's cool about this team and what's cool about those receivers. And, and Mike is as humble as he seems. He's a better teammate than you you would think. He's a great uh, father, a husband. You know, he's, a, he's just a great guy. It's, it kind of reminds me a little bit of what you had in Seattle with, uh, with Baldwin and, and some of the other players that, and some of your other teammates when you guys uh, won the Super Bowl up there. Um, and it's, quite frankly, not something you see a ton out of the wide receiver position. Um, speaking of other great wide receivers, Richard, 
obviously we had the incredibly unfortunate news about the Marius Thomas this week. I know you guys um, have had a professional and friendship uh, over the years. You know, dive in a little bit about the Marius. Well, he's just, a, you know, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to hear about that. You know, he's a fantastic guy. And as you heard from everybody else, he's, you know, he's a better person off the field than he was a player on the field. And he was a Hall of Fame player on the field. And, um, and you just hate to hear that news. You hate that for his family. You hate that for the community. You hate that for everyone. You know, you hate that for him uh, because he was such a fantastic person. You know, you never, it, it was rarely a time you didn't see him with a smile on his face. His smile brightened up the room. Um, always playful, always caring, always takes time to, to speak to you, to, to chop it up for, you know, at any time he sees you, regardless of the situation. We could be at an award show. We could be on the field. We could be at the Pro Bowl. You know, he's going to take the time out of his day to to chop it up with you, to, to ask how your family's doing. I um, mean, he's just a genuine human being, and you hate to see that happen to anyone, you know, um, and, and it's just it just hurts, you know. It's, it'll take a while for everybody to get over it. No question about it. Uh, what was, you know, Obviously, I know you guys battled it out on the field for years. You played against him in the Super Bowl and participated in some Pro Bowls together. What was DT like as a professional? Oh, he's a consummate professional. I mean, he was just like all the rest, rest of the great receivers. You know, he's, he's bringing it every week. Um, he's, he's hard to deal with. He works hard at his craft. He has short hands. Um, he has, he's really strong. Uh, you know, he's dependable. You know, you knew... When he he lined up and came out there, you were gonna have your uh, full day's work, and he made sure of it every week. And I think uh, for a five six year span, I mean, he was arguably the best receiver in football. You know, he broke a lot of records with Peyton, um, and you know, I look forward to 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 when he gets his just due. Richard, transitioning a little bit here, we've got a special guest, Kevin Byard, uh, coming on the show. Um, Break down him, his game. He's had a lot of success here quickly, uh, breaking interception records right out the gates, you know, first couple of years in the league. What is it that stands out about him? Well, it's that, you know, he gets his hands on the ball, and I think that's what this game is about. It's about turnovers. It's about, you know, giving your offense more opportunities to score, more opportunities to, to, to put points on the board. And he's been one of the best, if not the best, at it uh, from the safety position. Obviously, there's Tyron Matthew, there's um, – there's Derwin James. There's the the two great safeties in Buffalo and Poirier and Micah Hyde. Um, but he's been he's been the the guy who's gotten the ball arguably the most of everyone. And uh, and I think that's what makes him really special. That's why he gets paid the big bucks because he's dependable. He, he's a great tackler. He gets the team lined up. But in the middle of the field, you got to keep the ball away from him. Richard, Kevin Byard's on the show here next. I'll let you take it away with a little lead in. Yep, we got we got Kevin Byard, one of the best safeties in the National Football League. Make sure you put that Pro Bowl vote in for him. He's gonna be on the show next. Let's we're gonna get some information. Might get some tidbits on how to play safety. You know, obviously I'm a rookie to the game in that space. Uh, can't wait to have him on. You guys stay tuned. How I feel he's back there in safety, man. How I feel. It's different. It's different. I know. It's definitely different. Boy, I don't know how y'all do it. It's just a lot of mental gymnastics constantly. Hey, like, boy, you got to keep your eyes in the right place. Right. I'll be, I be telling my young sex, she's like, hey, man, y'all got to be aware of the play. Like, y'all got to see. I'm like, but you got to see the formation. You got to know where the Y goes. You got to replace the nickel and this. If, if this happens, you got to go to, like, it's a lot going on. Nah, that's real. That's real. But if anybody can do it, you can do it. I appreciate that. I appreciate nah, that. Right. Richard, you, you getting the most of them right now. Hey, trying yeah. to, man. Trying to keep got, it going. As you should. As you should. How your body feeling in week 15? 
I mean, I'm feeling good, man. I actually just came back from my little rehab session with my PT later. I do twice a week. So, I mean, like you said, man, week 15, I mean, you ain't going to feel 100%, but you know what I'm saying? We, I feel good enough. Right, right. That's all that matters, man. Just getting getting to that playoff run and and seeing y'all got a, good, a great team. And they say Derrick Henry coming back. Just in time. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping, man. I mean, he's been in the facility, you know what I'm saying, rehabbing and stuff like that. I know he's like on the, you know, the little Alter G. Right. Little, you know what I'm saying? He's, you know, he's walking on that stuff. So, I mean, he's progressing for sure. So that's good. Y'all been battling without him, though. You know, that's cool to see. Y'all defense has always been there, but people not giving y'all enough credit for what y'all doing without y'all corners, you know. Nah, it's real. Them boys Bro, we didn't have so many. We didn't have, I mean, y'all too. I mean, y'all had a lot of injuries at the corner position too, but I mean, just all those moving parts, especially being that safety where I'm kind of used to always communicating with one guy right. and one nickel. But now that's been changing so much. I'm damn near just telling him, hey, we in cover two. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. get terminology. It was cover one, cover two, cover three. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's get these dudes covered, man. Hey, man, just get lined up and let's go play. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you like that scheme, man? It seemed like y'all in man 100% of the time. Yeah, I mean, we, we play a lot of man. But honestly, man, we do a lot of quarters, too. A lot of quarters. Honestly, we don't even do that much cover two. You know what I'm saying? Like, just base right. cover two. But it's a lot of man, a lot of quarters. Uh, then on third down, we mix in some fire zones, some blitz packages and stuff like that. And, you know, we'll go blitz zero, too. So right, we, we, right, we, we right. definitely do a lot of stuff. I want to say it's like, you know, like Indianapolis, a team that just, you know, they base in cover two. They do everything cover two, different right. versions of it. So um, they do some crazy fun. wild stuff I had never seen before, before I saw them do it, where they motion, look like man, and they still play two, regardless of where you end up. The Mike Baffert Correct. could be outside. That mess is wild. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a coverage, like you said, it's like man alignments. Yeah. But everybody pretty much playing cover two. So cover depending two. on where you line up, because like you said, if you're on one, you got the flat. So right, if you're a linebacker on a running back or a safety, then you got the flat. So, but it's, you know, it take a lot of communication though. You know what I'm right. saying? It take a lot of communication, a lot of coaching. Like you got to teach everybody every spot in the zones and you know, you can end up anywhere. I ain't, before, I think it was like three years ago, I saw them run that. I said, before that, I ain't never seen that. I've seen people, you know, fake fake man and being, you know what I mean, being man and just pass everything off. And I ain't never yeah. seen no fake cover two. Yeah, man. Honestly, man, I see that's the way the league going a lot of times, too, with just like a lot of man alignments disguised as cover two, like non-traditional tampas and stuff like that, where right. they got the linebacker middle runner from the line of scrimmage running back, like, you know. A lot of different stuff, especially depending on what team you play, you know. Yeah, Rex Ryan was trying to do some stuff like that, but he he got three hundred pound D lineman trying to run to the middle of the field and all that ain't gonna work. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that's tough. That's a lot to ask of somebody. Yeah, that ain't gonna work. So, so how you rush, feeling man. about about the team though? You know what I mean? Y'all done made made some runs. You know, y'all done had some ups and downs, but it seemed like y'all finally found y'all rhythm offensively and defensively. Defensively. Nah, nah, man, we feel good. Honestly, I mean, I me personally being a leader on the team on the defense. I feel like this defense, are play, if we're playing well, we're going to have to keep playing well to keep carrying this team. Uh, I talked to the boys, you know, before the night, before the game, like, you know, obviously with Derrick being out, the offense, they're still finding their footing, trying to figure out what they do well. Julio just came back. A.J. Brown's out. So we got to take it upon ourselves. Like, hey, man, we got to try to carry this load. You know, if the offense give us 10 points, 17 points, we got to feel like we can win the ball game. And uh, that's kind of got to be our mentality, for, you know, from the rest of the way out, man, So until we make this playoff run, until we get, you know, all the boys back and healthy. It should, as it should be, and y'all doing it right, man. How does it feel every week? Because y'all got y'all offensive firepower is crazy, especially after y'all signed Julio. Uh, everybody knew it was gonna be wild. But how is it going against them every day? Or do y'all just go scout team and ones, you know, ones against scout team all day? Yeah, I mean, you know how it is during the season. You know, it's more scout team work. But I mean, during training camp, when like you said, Julio, AJ, Derek. I mean, 
like you said, I mean, you have no choice but to get better, especially for those corners on the outside. We got a couple young guys, and Christian Fulton from LSU, he's been having a really great year. But it's really good for a guy like him to be able to go against A.J., Julio, you know, physical receivers, you know what I'm saying, where it's not necessarily the quick, shifty guys, but physical receivers. Uh, it's been very helpful for those boys, especially for our young corners. Well, I mean, it looked like the boys is playing well, regardless of who y'all got in there. It looked like they well coached up. They're getting the job done. Um, there's so many great damn safeties in the AFC. It's it's you, it's Tyron, <laughs> it's Derwin, it's it's freaking, who am I missing? It's both, shit, Micah and th them boys in Buffalo. You got a lot, man. Justin it's, Simmons. Justin Simmons, it's freaking, oh man, I did Poyer. Like, mm -hmm. like what, what do you feel like set you apart? I mean, obviously you getting the ball consistently, mm -hmm. you know, right. um, what you feel like set you apart from everyone? I mean, just what you just said, man, getting the ball. I feel like that was always my distinguishing quality coming out of college. I had 19 picks. So, you know, I feel like when you're talking about playing the NFL for a long time, you got to do what you do well consistently. And if I can, and if I know I do well by taking the ball away, that's something I have to consistently do year in and year out. And I will always have a long career. So obviously continue to add more stuff to my game. I became a way better tackler. Uh, being able to play in man coverage, matched up against some of these top tier tight ends as well. But, you know, I think that's just something that sets me apart. I'm a ball hawk and that's kind of what I, what I, what I, what I live by. I live by getting the ball. Cause I mean, you know, it. turnovers, man, is one of the biggest, if not the biggest stat in the game. If you get more turnovers than the other team, more than likely you you'll win. win the ball game. So I want to be able to help my team win ball games. So I got to get the, I got to get the rock, you know? And you're doing that and you're doing that at a, at a high level. And what, what do you think, like, what was like the turning point in your career where you felt like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to get to the league and I'm going to make it like, you know, cause I feel like every, all, every one of us feels like, especially when we were young, we're like, man, I'm gonna make it to the NFL. I'm gonna make it to the NFL. But we always, you always had that, you know, the ups and downs of like, I still right, think right, I'm gonna right. make it. Damn, I might not make it. Damn, I'm gonna do it. Damn, I might yeah. not make it no more. Like, you know, so when was the moment where you felt like, man, I turned the corner, like I'm, I'm that guy, I'm, I'm gonna be a lead. So it's crazy. You know, I went to a smaller school, MTA, uh, Middle Tennessee State, which is actually 30 minutes outside of Nashville. Um, so my freshman year, I ended up having four picks. I think I had two pick sixes that year. Yeah. And, you know, I had a good year, but, you know, I'm still at a mid-tier conference level. So I think I've had a good year. I'm feeling good about myself. And at the end of the season, the Football Writers of America, some like the association, come out with their freshman All-American team. And I made the All-American team. Yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? So I'm looking at this like, damn, I made the All-American. Even though it's not the AP, but it's like All-American. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the guys on the list. You see guys from Alabama, these big-time schools. But then I'm also looking at, you know, because even at that time, I'm looking at some of the first-round draft picks, looking at their stats. And I'm thinking like, man, my stats is matching theirs. You know what I'm saying? If I keep this up, I can actually make it to the league. And honestly, at that point, I literally was in like study hall, something like that on the computer, looking at the stats. And I was like, man, at that moment, I was like, man, I got to dedicate myself to this full 100% because I mean, what else am I here for? I mean, obviously I'm here to get education, but I came here to go to the league. So that was a kind of like a light bulb in my head. Like, damn, like I can really make it to the NFL. I always kind of had it in my mind. Like, hey, I want to go pro, I want to go pro. But I think that was kind of the first you know, icing on the cake to let me know, hey man, you can actually play with the best of them. Right, right, I should, I, and you you did it. Um, that's pretty cool though, you know what I mean? To go to college 30 minutes away from where you're playing at, you know, and you, you're the highest draft pick from Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee State, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, nah, we actually had a guy that went second round uh, like a way while back, but as far as like, you know, accolades and Pro Bowls and are all pros, I'm definitely uh, probably the best draft pick from the school for sure. As you should be, as you should be. How was that though? Like, like transition only 30 minutes away from where you was. Like you still got your college buddies. You still got people mm -hmm. I'm sure you keep in contact with. You able to Correct. get to, you ever go back and visit? 
Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, first few years in the league, man, I'm always going back to college. Like I said, I still had some of my old college roommates that were still living around campus that I was pulling up on and stuff like that. And also, I went to high school down in Atlanta, which is only three hours away. So my mom, they can always come up right up the street. Honestly, I would look at it as like a blessing and a curse because obviously it's a blessing to be able to stay home, uh, stay around my my central fan base, which is really cool. Uh, and I think that's what makes me really popular in this area. But at the same time, it can be a curse, whereas though, you know, guys want to go out all the time. You know, my, my college buddies and people from back home in Atlanta, they, a three-hour drive, they want to come up. So me, I had to really, you know, kind of lock in as far as making sure that, hey, we can have fun, but, you know, I'm here to play ball. I'm here to get a job done. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, it was definitely fun. It's definitely a blessing, and I'm happy I was able to stay in Nashville. But uh, at the same time, I had to make sure that I kind of distanced myself from certain things because I knew that, hey, it could easily go this way if I, you know, get caught up too much. I think that's the problem for a lot of dudes. They can't do that, you know, mm -hmm. especially they get in a situation like that where, where, where home is down the street and, and they easily accessible. All their boys can come. Then you got an entourage. Then your money dry yep. up. Then your yep. play starts to deteriorate. And then, you know, <laughs> it go back. Now, I think the biggest thing you just said, man, I think it's just the accessibility. You know what I'm saying? You can't always be accessible. You know what I'm saying? I think just with anybody that's successful in their career field, you know, you don't want to be too accessible. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have a wife. I have kids. And I can't be out in the streets, you know what I'm saying? I can't be hanging out. I can't be trying to go to the club every week. And I got a responsibility to a lot of other people, to my family back home, my mom, my dad, and everybody. So uh, I got to make sure, especially during the season, man, I'm locked in. My, my people know, even sometimes people text me 7, 8 o'clock, man, my phone is off at this point. Right. If it's not something serious or emergency, if you don't call my phone twice, you might not get a call back. Right. <laughs> that's real. <laughs> that's real as hell. And and that's that's a message that I think a lot of young dudes need to hear, you know what I mean? Because I think that's the problem. Nobody, especially when you don't got no no vets in the room, it's hard mm -hmm. for young guys to transition in that way. You know, you go from from not having a lot of, you know, you got structure in college. You know, they tell exactly. you where to be, when to be there, how to do this. You ain't got no money, so it ain't nothing to spend. Uh, exactly. Well, now they do. You know, now they're getting paid. <laughs> they getting money now, boy. <laughs> right, right. That's going to be a whole different deal. But... But when you get to the league, not everybody is as mature as you are with it. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's do you do you feel yourself trying to make sure that you you coach up your young guys when you got rookies or you got young guys and you you hear the stories and you hear them talking about it and try to make sure, hey, well, let me steer you the right way before you before you get yourself in trouble. No, absolutely, man. Honestly, man, when I even when I first came in as a rookie, you know, we had guys in the locker room. We had Jason McCordy, we had Brian Arakpo, we had Jarrell Casey was on the team, and I was always a guy that like. I listen with my ears, but I also listen with my eyes. So when I first used to come in, obviously, you know, I want to be one of the highest paid guys in the locker room. So I'm looking at these guys. Man, what time are these guys getting here in the morning? You know, meeting start at 8 o'clock. Then they get here at 6.30. Damn, what they doing here so early? Oh, he's over here doing, he got a stretch routine. Oh, he's getting treatment. Oh, he's getting in the hot tub. He's cold tub, hot tub, all that different stuff. So I'm just watching, you know what I'm saying? So, like, that was one thing that I really picked up on, just really watching the older guys, how they – moved around the locker room, how they handle their business off the field with their families and stuff like that. So now I'm in a position where I'm the, I'm the vet in the room now. I'm the vet with the, with all the guys on the defense. So I try to always preach and show those guys, not necessarily just tell them, because you can tell, you know, with younger guys, you can tell them, you can tell them a hundred different things. They might not listen, but if you show them day in and day out, you know what I'm saying? I think that's the biggest thing. Hold on. Real quick, my no question. Getting a phone call. <laughs> no worries. But yeah, I mean, I think if you show them the right way, you show them the right things to do, I think that's something that they will pay attention to more than you just trying to preach to them in his ear when they got other stuff that's going on that you might not, you know what I'm saying, might not understand. So I just try to show the young guys and 
hopefully when I'm done playing and I'm going to move on to another place or whatever, they can keep carrying on that legacy, you know? And they will. They will because you did it the right way. You know what I mean? Just like you talked about um, McCordy and Rackpo and, and mm -hmm. Casey and those guys, you know, it, it, it left an impact on you. And I'm sure you're leaving the same impact on those guys. And that's Absolutely. huge, man, for people's career. And But let's talk about your family. You got kids, you said. Yeah. I got a two-year-old and a one-year-old, boy and oh, a girl. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, wh which one older? So the girl's the oldest and the boy, he came second. Okay, how many months apart? Man, listen, they are a year and a day. <laughs> you put her through it. <laughs> you put her through it. Hey, Not I, a 14. Oh God, pretty, much like, pretty much like having twins. <laughs> right, right. Mine 14 months apart. We did it. We tried to bang, 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 too. It's, uh, your your wife is a soldier. Hey, real soldier. Real soldier. That's that's what people don't realize is that, you know, we 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 do a lot and we we work hard, we do all this, but a great wife and a supportive wife and you know what I mean, got to deal with you like you said during the season, you got a routine. We got to be locked into this, you know, and Absolutely. without without a great wife and you got kids and you got this, it it, it it's going to be tough. It's going to be gonna tough. It's going to be real tough, especially mentally, you know what I'm saying? Cuz my wife is able to keep me mentally locked in by taking on a lot of different responsibilities that maybe I'm not always able to do, you know what I'm saying? Like I think I seen a quote or a video maybe a couple of years back. It might have been Snoop Dogg or somebody would just say like, you know, every at every successful level, every king has to have a queen. You have to have a strong queen holding down the fort. You know what I'm saying? Because, and I, you know, the football season, man, it's like this. Mentally, emotionally, it's a roller coaster, and you need somebody that can ground you. Obviously, we want to be grounded in our faith, but having a partner, you know, what I'm saying to help you stay grounded uh, when you're dealing with stuff at work, when you're dealing with stuff, you know, off the field. To have somebody to be able to communicate with that's gonna not only just tell you what you want to hear but tell you what you need to hear and i think that's that's something that my wife has really given me in my life that's that's perfect bro i'm, I'm so happy for you because that's 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 another key that is hard to explain to guys because you can't force nobody to do nothing you know you can't force nobody to, to, to get an old lady and sometimes these dudes be chasing the wrong one so you got to steer them away from them too that's but, real <laughs> but i mean a lot of times you find the right woman and it's 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 you know, getting your life in order. It's your foundation. It's, it's, um, you're doing events, um, doing stuff with your kids, understanding, like, and even telling you to stop. Telling yeah. you, hey, sit down. It's time for you to sit yeah. down. Time Real for you talk. to, you know, and ain't nobody can do that like your wife. You know, people, people don't understand that, hey, when she say, hey, it's time for us to sit down and, and we're going to have dinner or we're going to watch a movie or we're going to put your playbook down. And then that's what I'm going to do. And sometimes that's what you need. Nah, you're right. Like you said, it's, a lot of, it's, a lot of it is what you need because, for me and my wife, obviously, like I said, going to school 30 minutes from Nashville, my wife is somebody that grounded me so much, whereas though, I'm not thinking about going out every weekend. Like, it's, it's just not happening. Like, my wife ain't going for that. So that's not even in my mindset to even be thinking about, oh, we just had a big game, I'm going out. Nah, I'm about to stay home. I can watch a movie with my wife. We can eat dinner at the house with the kids and stuff like that. And I think that helps me to reset my mind every single week to stay focused versus me going out to the club, you know, getting drunk, getting in my car, driving, get pulled over, boom, DUI. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you know, it, it, can go so, it can go so many different ways, but, you know, having my wife with me and, you know, in my corner, uh, like I said, it keeps me mentally grounded for sure. And that's what you need, man. And that's that's the hard part about the league. And I try to, try to tell these boys, you know, because during the season, I don't drink, I don't, I don't do nothing. I'm back mm -hmm. to the house. You know, we might do the DB dinner every blue moon, right. you know, just connect and, and have some chemistry and chop it up. Um, but I try to tell them, like, it's never worth it. It's never really worth it. You know, you go out to the club and 
And even the year we went to the Super Bowl in San Francisco and we were in Miami and we tried mm-hmm. to tell the boys like, bro, like we going to the Super Bowl. Cool. Like, just give me a week. Just don't do nothing for a week. Just I <laughs> promise you, y'all sit in a hotel. Y'all do this. We win this game. You're going to be at a party in a way you never partied you before. You're going to be able to do everything. <laughs> and, 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 and it's hard for dudes because they, it, it, they just couldn't do it. You know what I mean? Dudes still went out. Dudes still went to the club and we lost. You know, not to say mm-hmm. that was the reason we lost. You know, we, we didn't execute like we were supposed to. But everything factors in when you get to that Absolutely. spot. You know, and it's like, if you can't sacrifice and focus enough for that week, then you ain't, you ain't built like that. You know what I mean? You, you ain't built to, to win it. And you don't deserve to. And, and that's the same thing during the season. It's like dudes want to have long careers. They want to play 10, 15 years, but you're not willing to sacrifice, really. you like, <laughs> like, man, I want to have fun. It's like football season is what, four months, five months? That's it. You know, and you can't, you can't give it up. You can't chill out for that long, you know? And that's, that's the hard thing with young guys, man. And I'm... And something I'm still trying to trying to get through to guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, just listening to you, I mean, honestly, like, you had that experience. You've won Super Bowls. You'd have been to multiple Super Bowls. So if, like I said, if I was a guy that had been in the locker room hearing a guy telling me these type of things, who won a Super Bowl, who's been there, has done that, you damn right I'm going to listen. You know what I'm saying? Because, like you said, I want to get to the mountaintop. I want to get to the place that you've been. So, obviously, I'm going to lock in. And I think, like you said, for young guys, something that most guys don't really understand is that to be successful in anything in life, I ain't talking about just football, whatever it is, you have to sacrifice. Life is literally just give and take, give and take. If you want to get something, something that's great, like greater than yourself, you're going to have to sacrifice a lot. And that can be sacrificing family time. That could be sacrificing things that you want to do, hanging out with your boys or, you know, just a lot of different things. And that's something I've been having to explain to my family, even my family back home. Like, you know, a lot of times I get on the phone with my mom, we talking to different stuff. Like, hey, when you coming back home, you come back down to Atlanta. And I'm like, yeah, I want to come back. But mom, like, you know, I'm locked in. And it's right. funny because she said, you're always locked in. You even be locked in in the offseason. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I got like a two, three-month time frame where I go and just be completely relaxed and get it awesome. But after that, when I get the training and I get in that mindset where I'm trying to get prepared to have a great year, I mean, that's just what it takes. And, you know, that's just the reality of life. So uh, you got to sacrifice to get something great for sure. Bruh, success is not fun. It ain't. It ain't. <laughs> it ain't fun at all. But it, the, the, the fruits of your labor are fun. It seems fun. It looks like, like, hey, look, they won. It's a celebration. It's almost like winning. Like, me and Tom were talking about this the other day. When, when you get to a certain level of, like, your standard of, like, mm-hmm. play is up here, winning is rarely ever even that fun. It's that's almost right. like a relief. It's mm. like, hey, I did my job at a high level because I'm supposed to. Like, that's the expectation. It's like, I give up a catch. I'm like, ah. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I ruined my day. We can still win the game. We can still do all that. That. That ain't it, but it's like, you get to a certain point where it's like, hey, anything but here is a disappointment. Bro, that's deep. That's you deep. know what I mean? And that's, nah, that's what so people real. don't understand. It's like, you got a 10, 15 year, if you doing real crazy window of, of doing this and being special. And then after that, mom, I'm gonna have time to chill out. We gonna, you know, get you a house, you know, we gonna be comfortable, you know, exactly. but if I'm gonna do this right, we got to be man, in it deep, man. That, that's real deep that you just said that. Cause like, I'm kind of in the same mindset. Like, for example, usually, man, a lot of times, bro, if I don't leave a game without an interception, like I, I don't necessarily be feeling like I had my best game, but I can watch the film. Like man, I did some really good things. I got guys lined up and I can feel good about that. But like you said, when you have a certain standard, when you look at every little detail of every single play, like, man, if I was two steps here, I could have made that play. And you kind of just be thinking about that, marinating it the whole entire night, a night of a game. It's like, like you said, man, a lot of times, man, when you win and you have a good game, 
you don't really even enjoy it like that because it's like, man, that's what I'm expected to do. Like, it's not like I'm about to go into the coach's office the next week and we watch a film and I'm just going to be expecting the coaches to be like, hey, KB, you did so great. It's like, no, I mean, I did what I was supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? When I don't do well, I want you to coach me hard. But when I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, man, I, I don't need, you know, to, for everybody to be saying, hey, you did a great job, boom, 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 because, like, that's just my standard. You know what I'm right. saying? I, that's a lot of things that guys don't understand. Like, when your standard is up here, man, it's not really – you ain't gonna have a whole lot of fun throughout the year. Yeah, you can be able to enjoy really... everything at the end of the year to kind right. of reminisce on everything. But when you're in it, man, locked in the whole time. The whole time. And and that that it, as you that's what greatness is. That's what greatness is. Greatness ain't fun. It's not that it's not a turn up. It's not a not a chill time. Like it's almost like you you obsessive. And that's and it what takes Kobe is saying. It takes a lot so much energy. energy. It takes a lot out of you, man. I'm like in the end of the season, man, I'm drained. Like mentally for a week or two, I'm mentally drained. Like I just want to damn near sit back and just be a couch potato. I just want to sit back and chill, relax, and let everything kind of just, you know, that's crazy. All right. And that and that's what get into the wives because they let they they give allow us to do that. You know what I mean? They mm -hmm. allow us to the the to take everything off our plate and do that. And man. <laughs> but I, pre I appreciate you, brother. This was a this was a great talk, man. No, absolutely, man. I mean, even man, I just wanna just say, obviously, man, you're one of the best, greatest cornerbacks of our generation, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Appreciate uh, you. I appreciate you. And like I said, I just want to give you flowers, man, because I'm going to make you feel old a little bit, man. But I remember being in my college apartment. I just had the sophomore year watching y'all boys win the Super Bowl in New York. I think y'all played Denver that year. And even the game before, just watching you against the NFC Championship game, make that play against Crabtree. And I was just like, man, this dude right here is the truth. I and honestly, that. I mean, you ain't, I mean, you went to Stanford and stuff like that, but you ain't go to the Alabama and all this other stuff, man, to see where you came and just your trajectory, your career. And one thing I always loved about your game, man, you, you take the ball away. And that's something that I always wanted to do, man. I'm like, I told myself a few years back, man, I want to end my career with at least 40 picks. I want to get the 40 picks. And, I've, and I'm going to dedicate myself and film study and everything to make sure I can get 40 interceptions. That's something that's that means that's going to mean a lot to me when I'm done playing. How many interceptions were you able to get? And I know you're almost up there. You're you're damn near at 40 or something like that. But I mean, just much respect to you, big dog, for real. Bro, you gave me chills. I appreciate you, bro. And I <laughs> and I respect your your drive. I appreciate the the respect you have for me because I have a ton of respect for your game. I have a ton of respect from where you came from, how you grind, how you dedicate yourself to your craft, how you produce. You produce in big games. You produce week in and week out. There's an expectation. There's a standard. They know what they getting from you and it's a lot to be said to be to be like hey i know a guy this guy like you better keep the ball away from him you better know where he is <laughs> like i got a game plan for where he gonna be and i respect the hell out of that you got 17 more to get to to 40 and that ain't that ain't that crazy to do i got they're not giving me the playoff picks so i if, if i if they gave me my playoff picks i'll be at 41 but you'll I'm at be 37. at 41 dog that's crazy man now nah, you a dog man for sure i really so respect are you I respect the hell out of you, and I'm I'm grateful for it, man. Let's let's you keep leading and keep 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 setting the bar. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Hopefully we're meeting. The, matter of fact, we'll be meeting. Hopefully we'll meet in the Super Bowl, man. You know what I'm saying? That's that'd what be I, great. That's what I'm hoping we'll meet in the Super Bowl, man. Hopefully, you know, you don't get no picks or nothing like that, and I get a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> you hell. <laughs> well, I can't wait. I, I'll be happy to be out there and put on the show with you. No, absolutely, dog. It was great, man. This is great. Welcome to the Richard Sherman Podcast, brought to you by Superdraft Fantasy. If you're a real football fan, you know that Daily Fantasy is broken. Superdraft has fixed it with their new game, Super 15. 
Listeners get their first $5 game for free, no deposit required, with the code PFF at registration. You know the game. Pick your best five players off the grid with $15 in salary and let it ride. It takes less than a minute. Watch me pick a new lineup every week and see if you can beat my score. Download the Superdraft app and see if you can beat me to win cash prizes. Just use the code PFF at registration for your first $5 contest free. No credit card required to claim the offer. Offer only eligible for new accounts. You know what time it is. It's Super Draft Super 15 contest time. My guy Mitch is back. You know, I, I ran off with two wins while he was gone. No I had to let him play catch up, guys. You know, you don't want to ruin Richard's morale and the uh, Super Draft 15. So I'm going to I'm gonna let him try to, to actually beat me this week he and not have back-to-back buys. Too much momentum going. This week I got, for my $5 pick, I got Kyler Murray. He's going against the Detroit Lions. Not to offend Mitchell, but the Detroit Lions have only won one game, and, you know, they're still figuring it out, so hopefully they don't fully figure it out before Kyler Murray coming off a loss to the Rams. Very upset, I'm sure. Very, you know, very motivated to get a win. And his running bait, for four bucks, I'm going with DeAndre Hopkins. I need you guys. You know, they're ready. They're they're, they're hyped up. They need to score a lot of points. They want to, you know, reestablish themselves as one of the dominant forces in the NFC. I'm happy to hear that. I'm skipping the $3, and I'm going two $2 picks with Brandon Ayuk because he's having he's he's back back in the good graces of Kyle Shanahan. He's having great games. Had a walk-off touchdown last game. Expect him to be very involved. Rashad Penny had a 25-point game last week, like average 8.6 yards a carry. Come on. Like, we, you know, Seattle has refound their rushing, rushing attack. Congratulations to Rashad Penny. You're my $2 pick. And for my $1 pick, I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks. He has the most targets on the Houston Texas Texans, and Davis Mills has been slanging it. Those are my picks. I respect the uh, the first two picks, Richard Kyler and uh, DeAndre. Uh, makes a lot of sense. The one worry I would have, and I would caution you with making those selections, is they're likely to be up by 28, 35 points in the first half. And my guess is we're going to see a lot of backups in the second half. So... You know, you're throwing caution to the wind and going with them, but that's my caution. I'm going to lead it off here. I'm skipping the $5 picks. I'm going to go with uh, two $4 choices, and uh, the first of which is going to be Jalen Hurts. Um, Jalen Hurts is a dual threat option, especially he was huge in fantasy. He's found the end zone, you know, running the ball a handful of times this year, and I think he offers a ton of huge upside there. So for $4, really like him. I'm going to couple him with Devontae Adams, PFF's highest-graded wide receiver, which kind of surprised me see having the season Cooper Cup's having. But love Devontae. If you don't know who Devontae Adams is in the fantasy world, then I don't know what you're doing. I'm going with him. Number three, I'm going to go with another quarterback here, Trevor Lawrence. Um, the Jaguars seem to be in a lot of trouble uh, this season with the coaching staff situation. But if there was ever a week for them to get right, it's against the Houston Texans. Trevor Lawrence, $3, large upside. Please do it for me one time. Then I'm gonna stick with, uh, also on the $3 choice, Jamar Chase. You know, has had a really stellar rookie year. Got hot the first seven games of the season, kind of cooled off until this past week with two scores. I think he stays hot and I think he scores again. 
great choice for $3. And then finally, for $1, I'm gonna go with, I'm sorry, finally for $2, I hope this adds up, it might not, no. With $1, it's Dallas Goddard from the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, ever since Zach Ertz got traded, I think it opened up, uh, you know, with him just being the number one and only tight end, I think Dallas Goddard's gonna see a lot more targets. He's gotten into the end zone a handful of times over the last few weeks, and I love him for $1. Those are my picks. I'm also projecting that I win uh, by 20 plus points this week over Richard. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Well, those are the Super Draft Super 15 picks. Uh, obviously, I'm coming for a huge win. You know, obviously, you guys heard my picks. Um, if you want to get involved, download the app, use the promo code PFF for your first $5 free come on no strings attached no credit card required you know the deal get ready get set go and you know i'm winning this week i don't think he is <laughs> appreciate you guys for coming in and checking out my podcast appreciate my guest kevin byard for stopping by and having a chat with me make sure you hit that subscribe button and stay tuned check in with us next week we'll have another guest justin simmons Another one of the best safeties in the AFC and in the league. Can't wait. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Be the traffic.